your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, September 27th, 2021. And for the first time in a very long time, the Raiders are 3-0 to start off a season. Matter of fact, the last time the Raiders were 3-0, it was 2002. That year, they ended up going to the Super Bowl. Now, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I don't want to get too excited. But just letting it be known that the first time that the Raiders are 3-0 since 2002, after picking up the 31-28 victory over the Miami Dolphins in overtime, it wasn't pretty. As a matter of fact, it was flat-out ugly at points. But they found a way to win the game, something that should have been done in regulation. It had to take a lot of overtime, not just early in overtime. I mean, it went down to the wire in overtime, but the Raiders found a way to get it done, and they're improved to 3-0 and on the season. Very excited about the start that the Raiders have gotten off to, to the 2021 season. Of course, we're here to talk about it all on today's show. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts. Straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707 654 Four six nine three. Tons of calls, tons of texts to get to. I won't get to them all today, but try to get to as many as possible. Coming up in segment number two, I had some keys to the game that I gave on Friday's show. Going to go over those keys to the game, see how the Raiders did with them, and then on top of that, hand out some game balls for some guys that I think stepped up in a major way and really helped the Raiders come away with their victory. That's all coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, it's kind of the news and notes, really looking at the game as far as the numbers go. Uh, got a couple of nuggets from NFL Communications as far as the game goes as well and then hear from head coach John Gruden following the game so all that's coming up right now segment number one let's go ahead and jump right into it so off top again the Raiders improved to 3-0 with a 31-28 victory over Miami Dolphins in overtime Derek Carr 26 for 43 386 yards two TDs one interception and that was a bad interception as it turned into a pick six Uh, him and Foster Moreau were not on the same page Foster Moreau he basically stopped on the route but Derek Carr explained it afterwards after the game that it was one of those routes where uh, Foster Moreau had a decision to make and Derek Carr threw the ball before he made that decision so Carr actually put that that interception on him and not really on Foster Moreau there was a lot of folks mad on Twitter about Foster Moreau stopping on the route and Derek Carr shouldn't look his way the rest of the game and you know again it was it was one of those things they just clearly were not on the same page it turned into a pick six spotted the uh, the Dolphins seven points and then uh, a fourth and one the Raiders tried to pick up a fourth and one deep in their own territory. They didn't get it. And then Malcolm Brown took it to the house a few plays later. So uh, the Dolphins were up 14 nothing before the Raiders decided to kind of wake up and, and get things going and try to get things going offensively. And really, they didn't get anything going offensively until Casey Hayward comes up with a big play in the end zone, uh, getting a safety on I don't know what kind of play uh, the Dolphins were trying to run. A wide receiver screen in their own end zone didn't make a whole lot of sense. But Casey Hayward came up with the sure tackle, very textbook tackle, got the Raiders on the board and kind of jump-started their offense from there. But uh, Derek Carr is still a very solid day, 26 for 43, 386 yards and two TDs. Hunter Renfro had five catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. Alec Ingle, one catch, one touchdown. Henry Ruggs, four catches.
catches 78 yards on seven targets, and Brian Edwards, three catches 89 yards on five targets, and Darren Waller had five catches for 54 yards as well. Raiders haven't had much of a running game so far this season. Well, Peyton Barber changed that, 23 carries, 111 yards and a touchdown, and I know all of Raider Nation wants to see Trey Regis, Trey Regis, Trey Regis. Look, Peyton Barber was brought in for a reason. John Gruden likes him, and he was able to get things going, and the one thing I saw from Peyton Barber that I can uh, say I, I was impressed with is the way that he ran, the way that he ran strong. He does not go down very easily. Now, I know that fourth and one play, he got stuffed on. Andre James didn't give him any kind of chance, and the offensive line is still a work in progress. Let's let's let that be known. Andre James is definitely still a work in progress. Had a bunch of high snaps throughout the course of the game, especially the first half was very high snaps, and uh, that was a, a rough deal for the Raiders. They weren't able to get going offensively and weren't able to really get a rhythm on a lot of those plays because of those high snaps, but Peyton Barber really started cooking in the second half and had some real strong runs that the Raiders really needed, and eventually 23 carries, 111 yards, almost five yards a carry. I mean, he was doing some good things. So a uh, shout-out to Peyton Barber filling in for Josh Jacobs as he missed now his second game in a row. Couple notes defensively, Quentin Jefferson had a sack, Solomon Thomas and Carl Nassib both had a half a sack, but there was a lot of harassment on Jacoby Brissett throughout the whole course of the game. Lots of times uh, you saw Max Crosby, you saw Unique Ngakwe, saw Cleve Furl even in there, saw multiple guys around the quarterback harassing him, making life difficult for Jacoby Brissett uh, for the majority of the game. And then how about this little note? You want to talk about some numbers? Dolphins rookie wide receiver Jalen Waddle out of Alabama. I'm a big Jalen Waddle fan. I, I think he's a hell of a player and is going to be a hell of a player. And clearly the Dolphins do too because they continue to feed him all day on Sunday. He had 12 catches, but he only had 58 yards. That's right, 12 catches, but 58 yards. So the Raiders did a great job of not letting Waddle get loose. Yeah, he made the catches, but they wrapped him up quick, fast, and in a hurry. That's very impressive. Got to give the Raiders defense a lot of credit for that. And I know they got gassed towards the end of the game, and uh, they gave up some plays that they shouldn't have gave up. And obviously, uh, we're going to talk about that fourth and 20. That should never be given up, especially back deep. Uh, you have the Dolphins backed up way in their own end zone. Uh, basically, you, you got to be able to get off the field on fourth and 20 and win the game. Game. Should have never gone to overtime. But, hey, the Raiders still found a way to come out with the victory. And so, I mean, even if it's ugly, you'll take it. A W is a W, and everything looks pretty when it's in the left column, and that's the win column. So uh, the Raiders will take that. But, uh, yeah, the defense for the majority of the game did really well. Uh, but I could tell at the, in the end of the game, fourth quarter, uh, they just were on the field a little bit longer than they needed to be, and uh, were starting to get gassed. And Jacoby Brissett was able to open things up a little bit and, and get things cooking. But uh, shout-out to the Raiders for getting that 31-28 victory. Here's a little nugget from NFL Communications. They always send me a seven from Sunday uh, each and every week, and uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, this is a little nugget on Derek Carr. Carr has 1,203 passing yards and became the fourth player with at least 1,200 passing yards through the team's first three games of a season in NFL history. Joining Tom Brady, who had 1,327 passing yards in 2011, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 1,230 in 2018, and Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, 1,221 yards in 2000. Here's another quick nugget on the Raiders. For the 10th time ever and first time since 2018, a game has gone to overtime in each of the first three weeks of the season. The Raiders overcame a 14-point deficit to beat Miami in overtime and became the 14 to win two overtime games within their first three games of the season, joining the 1995 Atlanta Falcons, 1995 Kansas City Chiefs, and the 1994 Detroit Lions. And my final little nugget is actually a Josh DeBow nugget. And, you know, the Raiders start winning and Josh DeBow's nuggets start to become positive. The Raiders were the 38th team to open up the season with three straight games against teams that won 10-plus games the previous season. They are the only one to win all three. So I think that's a pretty impressive stat right there. If any of those stats that I just rattled off, that one would be the one that I really look at and say, okay, Raiders, you've done something. 
Also, they started the season with three straight games against AFC opponents and won all three. And they have another AFC opponent coming up this week in the L.A. Chargers. So, man, if they can go 4-0 in the AFC, that is a big stinking deal. The games they're winning at the beginning of the season is going to help them in a major way at the end of the season while they're trying to jockey for playoff position. Now, I just got a couple more minutes right here. I did want you to hear from head coach John Gruden following the game. Uh, Here's his opening statement. He came into the media session. Uh, He was a little exhausted. And and why wouldn't he be? I mean, it was like another roller coaster. Affair, two roller coaster affairs out of the first three games. So here's John Gruden's opening statement. Well, I'd just like to thank our uh, fan base. Our Raider fans made a big difference today. Um, that was quite a football game. Didn't like the way we started. We fell down 14 to nothing, just as we did against Baltimore. But uh, really proud of the character of our team. We lost a lot of men today that came in and out of that game. Peyton Barber ran for over 100 yards. Um, Derek played an outstanding game. Um, defensively, you know, it's just tough. We give up a fourth and 20. We miss an extra point. We make things awfully difficult sometimes. But um, good team win. I'll be happy to answer any questions I can. Two huge keys right there. Fourth and 20, missing an extra point. You know, and Daniel Carlson, he's money. He's been money all season long. That was the first miss he's had all season was an extra point. But, man, that was a big one. You cannot take those things for granted because, man, that extra point was the difference in the game. You know, that extra point, uh, the Raiders win their game in, in regulation if, if they uh, don't have that miss extra point. You don't have to worry about a fourth and 20. There was a lot of things to not like about what the Raiders did on Sunday, but ultimately the thing to like the most was the fact that the team stayed resilient and was able to win the game. And so John Gruden was asked about the resiliency of the team. Yeah, that's the headline today to me. You know, we had some penalties that really went against us, pass interference in the end zone. You know, we had some terrible penalties that really hurt us. We fell behind. Uh, gave up fourth and 20. We missed an extra point. Guys are leaving. We had newcomers playing that haven't played much before, but um, you just finish. You know, we talk about it a lot. You just find a way to finish. And, um, Really proud of our coaches and players for doing that. So again, as I mentioned, lots of stuff to not like, but they did find ways to overcome that and ultimately get the victory. And Raider teams of the past, even as early as last season, I don't think win that game. Matter of fact, if this is last season's Raiders, they're one and two. They might be 0-3, but they, they're 1-2. and two. Uh, They don't win that Baltimore game, and they definitely don't win that game on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. So uh, I believe Vinny Bonsignor asked John Gruden about uh, the resiliency of the team and if they can build on the resiliency now that they are, uh, you know, they're 3-0, and what they've done these first three weeks. You know, can they take that and, and continue to build on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't apologize for winning, winning these games, no matter how we won them. You know, had we made an extra point, maybe we're not – uh, out there so long. Uh, had we not thrown the interception that got run back, perhaps it's a better deal. But when you're down 14 to nothing and score 25 unanswered in the NFL against a team like that, something's, something's going right. But uh, we got to finish better. Uh, there, there were some catastrophic plays today, and you can write them and, and list them, and we're lucky to overcome those. So a very honest John Gruden right there. Hey, very lucky to overcome some of the issues that they had to face on Sunday. A lot of mistakes that they made, didn't finish the game correctly, uh, left points out there, and still ended up coming away with victories. And Josh Jacobs had tweeted out, you know, good teams find ways to win. And, of course, he's upset because he's not playing. He would love to be in the game, but uh, he's been banged up and injured, so he's missed the last two games. But clearly, see, he's paying a lot of attention, and uh, he points out that uh, good teams find ways to win. And right now I can say the Raiders are a good team that need to continue to grow 
They're not where they need to be yet, but they're a good team that needs to continue to grow. And John Gruden's opening statement talked about the fan base, so I want to go ahead and close it down right now talking about the fan base. John Gruden was asked about the energy of the fans. Yeah, the fans are great. You know, they didn't, they didn't leave us. You know, I might have left when it was 14 to nothing after the way we, we started that game, but they didn't leave us, and um, they make a big difference, you know, for the guys on the sidelines, and it makes it hard on opposition now. It makes it hard on the opposing team to execute. It's a loud place. And there were too many doggone Dolphin fans there. I noticed that today. But you got to give Miami credit. It's a story franchise, and they travel well, and they had their, their faithful here as well. Now, I'm not good at percentages. I'm not good at saying, oh, well, there was, you know, 70-30 or 60-40. But I will say what John Gruden just said, I'll echo that. Uh, there were a lot of Dolphins fans, and they were loud. They really were. Now, they didn't overpower Raider Nation. Don't get me wrong. You know, it was nothing close to that. But their presence was felt. It, it was, it was let it be known that Miami fans were there. They showed up just like John Gruden said. I mean, they're a proud franchise, or at least their fan base is a proud, you know, fan base. And they showed up and tried to show out. And so uh, they were loud. They made their noise. But Raider Nation was super loud. Great job Raider Nation did again at Allegiant Stadium being loud throughout the course of the game. Every single time Raider Nation was called upon, uh, Raider Nation was super loud. So shout out to you for making that happen. Everyone who was at Allegiant Stadium and was loud and proud. So that's what I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Uh, We'll go over the keys to the game that I had from Friday. We'll do that in segment number two and then we'll talk about how the Raiders did against those keys and then I'll hand out a couple game balls as well to some guys that I do believe deserve it. That's all coming up in segment number two. Before we get to that though, I want to tell you about an incredible app that everybody should know about and that is Get Upside. That's right. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about this. So I'm sure everyone needs to know, right? Get Upside. All the listeners of the Locked On Raiders podcast that are using it right now are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every single time they fill up. All you got to do is download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play and do it right now. You got to use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and you'll get a bonus 25 cent per gallon on your first fill up. So that's 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account, and you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. That's for GetUpside. I also want to tell you about betonline.ag, and since it is football season, all eyes are on football. doesn't matter if it's pro or college. BetOnline.ag is your number one spot for all the football action. With the new updated site and interface, more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for all things football. Head to the website right now on your mobile device or your laptop, sign up today, and receive a 100% welcome bonus. Double your initial deposit just for signing up. You got to use the promo code Locked On. Football, baseball, boxing, UFC, Vegas casino games. It does not matter. Take advantage. BetOnline.ag has got you covered. They got a great, amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Segment number two, it's up next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to look back at the keys that I had for this game on Sunday, uh, something I talked about on Friday's show in great length, and uh, see how the Raiders did and then hand out some game balls, something that I kind of want to do throughout the course of the regular season. So one of the things that I talked about, my very first key and what I thought was the most important key for the Raiders to come away with the victory is ball security. They must have ball security. Well, they had the early turnover. Derek Carr threw the pick six early. That was pressure forced by Miami. That was him and uh, Foster Moreau not being on the same page. Him kind of throwing the ball out there. Foster Moreau not going the same direction, kind of stopping on the route. And boom, that led to seven points for Miami. Then they had a turnover on downs, which led to another seven points. So, And I don't know why a lot of people don't write that down as an official turnover when you have a turnover on downs, but it's literally called a turnover on downs. So uh, the Raiders had that. So they had two early turnovers that led to 14 points. But to the Raiders credit and you heard John Gruden talk about it in segment number one uh, following the game they had 25 straight points after spotting the Dolphins 14 points so you got to give the team a lot of credit for being able to overcome those mistakes they lost the turnover battle it's not a whole lot that you you turn over you lose a turnover battle and you win the game but the Raiders were able to do that and so again very impressed by that not that that's a formula that I want to see them continue to use <laughs> but you have to be impressed that they were able to overcome the early hole that they were in and walk away with a victory now my second key to the game was the wide receivers we're going to have to win against the Miami defensive backs. And that's exactly what they did. Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, they did a really good job uh, in the secondary for the Dolphins uh, going up against those guys. But Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, they all had big plays and big days. I mean, they really did. Ruggs, four catches, 78 yards. Edwards, three catches, 89 yards. Ruggs was averaging 19 and a half yards per catch. Edwards, 29.7, almost 30 yards per catch. That's big time right there. And they came up with some big clutch catches. You could see Henry Ruggs really getting involved in the offense a lot more than just a deep ball threat. I mean, he's a guy that Derek Carr is looking for. And Brian Edwards, I mean, you want to talk about a guy who comes up clutch. I mean, Hunter Renfro is still third in Renfro. He had a nice touchdown catch. He does some great things. But, man, Brian Edwards, he's a guy, and I've talked about the way he catches the ball with his his hands. He's like vice grips. I mean, that happened again on Sunday. He just came up really big. So you got to shout those two dudes out in a major way. Matter of fact, I'll just go ahead and give you a, a hint right now. They're getting game balls in this segment. <laughs> they definitely are. But the Raiders did a good job of winning versus the Miami defensive backs. That was my second key to the game. Uh, getting home with the front four, that was my third key to the game. And they mixed in some blitzing, but I'll say this. They harassed Jacoby Brissett all game long. Now, I know it only turned into, what, two total sacks, but they were around that dude. They were giving him hell all game long, and that doesn't even count for all the times that a Unique Ngakwe or a Max Crosby or a Jonathan Hankins or any of these guys were held. I, could, I probably could count like five or six holding calls that should have been called that weren't. And I know there's a holding call on every play in, in the NFL. You can call holding every single play. But some of them, a couple of them against Max Crosby was incredible. I thought, man, come on, you got to be able to see that. If I can see the holding from the press box, you've got to be able to see that. So for the most part, the Raiders were able to harass the hell out of Jacoby Brissett, get a lot of pressure on him, and then that allowed the defensive backs to play the way that they played and allowed the linebackers to play the way they played. And I just thought overall, uh, outside of you know late in the game, especially the fourth quarter, I think Casey Hayward said in the media session, uh, the defense played well the first three quarters, didn't play well the fourth quarter. And they, I, I just think that they were gassed. It just looked like that they were out there way too much in the fourth quarter, and that's when they started giving up plays. And, of course, that fourth and 20 play in overtime, which was incredible, just couldn't believe that that even happened. But 
<laughs> it did. I know that's something that they'll be talking about in the film study today. Like, this cannot happen. John Gruden mentioned that fourth and 20 play multiple times in the media session. So that's something that uh, he'll definitely be uh, trying to focus on throughout the course of the week as they prepare for the Chargers game four and week four of this season. And then my fourth key to the game for the Raiders to get a victory was stop the run. Well, they didn't really do that. Miami ran for 133 yards and two touchdowns. They almost averaged five yards a carry. So that was something that was not a good thing for the Raiders defense. They allowed more yards rushing than they really should have. Jacoby Brissett, obviously, it was included in that. He had some nice runs a couple times where he picked up uh, like third and long just by being able to scramble. And I saw one play where he scrambled. It was late in the game. It might I think it was late in the game. I don't think it was in overtime yet. I I think it was late in the fourth quarter where he ran away from uh, Yannick Ngakwe. And you could just see Ngakwe just look around like, what what the hell just happened? <laughs> he just had that confused look like, what in the world just happened? So uh, they didn't do a great job against the run. But as I mentioned, what they were able to do against Jalen Waddell, uh, what he had 12 catches and only 50-something yards. Uh, the Raiders did a really good job of, of containing Jacoby Brissett as far as his passing yards. There was one point in the game, and it was late, where he was still under 100 yards passing. Now, he ended up getting over 200 yards passing throughout the course of the whole game, but uh, I thought that the Raiders' defense did a good job with him as far as passing. They didn't let Will Fuller beat him deep. Uh, I thought uh, Trayvon Mullen came up and made a couple big plays. Uh, Even Jonathan Abram made a nice play in the end zone, even though it could have easily been called pass interference, but uh, kudos to the officials for not for not going ahead and blowing the whistle and throwing and putting them at the one yard line. I just that that would have been terrible. But uh, Trayvon Mullen, I thought, did a good job. Casey Hayward, of course, did a good job as he got that safety to start things off for him. And I know Trayvon Mullen got called for a pass interference uh, late in the game that that lined Miami up on the one yard line. But uh, for uh, for the most part, man, I thought Trayvon had a, a really good game. Damon Arnett is still Damon Arnett. You know, when you get to see him in the game, you kind of cringe a little bit. And Nate Hobbs, you want to talk about a guy that is a, a really good open field tackler. I don't know how many times a guy. I made a catch and Hobbs was able to get him to the ground immediately. I know he got a little banged up in the game, but he looked like he was going to be okay. It'll be interesting today when we talk to John Gruden to find out about the injury report to see who came out of that game uh, really banged up and who just got a little banged up because there was quite a bit of guys, Trayvon Mullen included, who looked like they were really banged up, really beat up throughout the course of the game. So those are the keys to the game that I had on Friday. That's exactly how the Raiders did against them. Just broke that down. Now I want to go ahead quickly and and hand out a couple game balls to some guys that I believe deserved it from the Raiders. And I'll tell you, three guys on offense are going to get a game ball and one dude on defense is going to get the game ball. So let's go with offense first. Uh, Running back Peyton Barber. Got to give him a lot of credit. 23 carries, 111 yards, touchdown. Uh, the Raiders ran for 140 yards total, so he had 111 of the 140 yards, and he also had three catches out of the backfield for 31 yards. So uh, Peyton Barber, he had a big day. Matter of fact, John Gruden talked after the game about Peyton Barber and the fact that he was able to run so well. Yeah, I think he did more than just run it. I mean, you know, we went to him as our third down back. We had a, uh, a need there, I think, to get his hands on the ball at the end of the game. He caught the pass out of the backfield. He picked up some blitzes. He was helpful in protection. He didn't blow any assignments. He ran hard. And when you meet him, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't even smile. I don't know how he's feeling. I don't hardly know this guy. But I gave him a big hug and a game ball, I'll tell you that. If um, if you get a chance to see Peyton, uh, you'll, you'll see. He's a great kid. And today was a big moment for him. I'm really happy for him. So John Gruden gave him a game ball. I gave him a game ball. Again, a big day right there for Peyton Barber, who has not been with the team very long. A lot of folks were screaming for Trey Regis, but uh, you'll take that kind of performance from Peyton Barber every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Now, mentioned these guys already, but got to give them some love. Henry Ruggs, four catches, 78 yards, 19 and a half per catch, seven 
targets. So big day for Henry Ruggs. Really kind of came out, not came out of his shell, but really starting to develop. You're starting to see him develop more and more each and every game, get more involved each and every game. So uh, here is Derek Carr talking about Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards, who, by the way, Brian Edwards is going to get a game ball as well. So I might as well go ahead and break that down as well. Three catches, 89 yards, 29.7 yard per catch for him on five targets. So now here's Derek Carr talking about the performances of both Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards. Yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely challenged them, um, you know, and they, they stepped up, you know, I, playing against these corners, um, that defense. You go back to last year, how many turnovers they caused and go back and you, know, you watch them on film and how sticky their coverage is on some really good receivers and the fact they were able to create separation, go up and make huge plays, um, you know, it just gives me so much confidence. And it doesn't just happen in games. This confidence started back in camp, started before camp at 6 a.m., throwing it, you know, I won't say what sports park, but people are probably figuring it out, uh, you know, in Vegas that we throw at, you know. And uh, I'm just so proud uh, of their work ethic because it's, it's showing up during the games, you know, like for Zay, for, uh, you know, Henry, for Brian. I, I, I gained confidence in them. You know, they, they, they were our starters in camp, and they earned it, and they, they proved it every day. And now we're getting into games, and they're making some huge plays for us. And, uh, you know, I think that that's a big thing in a young guy is just getting confidence, you know, making plays against good teams, against good players. Uh, that should give you all the confidence in the world that you can do it week in and week out. So there's Derek Carr talking about Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards and the fact that they did it, what they did on Sunday against some really good corners and Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, that they should have confidence. Well, John Gruden was also asked about confidence in, in Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs and him having a really good game. So here's, here's John Gruden talking about the confidence that he has now in these guys because of what they've been able to do. Well, I'm, I'm always going to be confident in those guys. We were confident on draft day, you know, so all they have to do is keep playing and keep taking advantage of their at-bats. But both those guys had big days today against one of the better secondaries in pro football. And the fun thing for me is I see these young guys really coming alive. I see a different look in their eyes. I see a different confidence. Uh, and now they're starting to demand the ball, so they're starting to get on my nerves a little bit. But um, they're going to be a great duo with Waller and, and some of the others. Zay Jones made a contribution today, and of course, Hunter Renfro came up big as well. So it was a it was a team win, and we're exhausted. We got a we got a lot to we got a lot to figure out here. So there's John Gruden talking about both Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards and the confidence that they're gaining in themselves and that they just got to continue to take as many opportunities, uh, take advantage of the opportunities that they have. And I'll tell you this, uh, he said something about them being more confident and they're starting to demand the ball. There was a time, and I don't know if you saw it on the broadcast, but I saw it while sitting in the press box. Uh, we have monitors right above us. Uh, I looked up and I saw Henry Ruggs and him was cracking a smile towards John Gruden. And John Gruden was saying something. He was smiling back, but they were both, you know, know that just kind of cracking smiles and and you could see it almost looked like Henry Ruggs was saying like yeah I'm the dude I'm the dude just go ahead and give me the rock you know it was just it was so funny that you could just start to see these guys mature like like John Gruden was saying right there so uh, those are the game balls that I wanted to give out to the offense Peyton Barber for what he did Henry Ruggs for what he did and also Brian Edwards uh, you could have made a case for Hunter Renfro for sure always make a case for Derek Carr I mean there's no doubt about that but those three dudes really stood out to me in a major way wanting to show them some love and the one guy on defense I want to show some love to Casey Hayward 
Casey Hayward hadn't given up a, a catch even all season long until on Sunday, but the first catch that he gives up, he uh, he tackles the dude, Jalen Waddle, in the end zone for a safety. And really, in my opinion, I've given him this uh, this game ball because I feel like he really got the team jump-started. The defense was playing well, but I feel like he got the team jump-started. That boost of energy by getting that safety, I thought that was a big deal. And then he played a damn good game. And again, he's been playing really well all season long, all three games. And I know he gave up a couple of catches on Sunday, but man, I'll tell you, he was all over those wide receivers. So he was looking like a very young Casey Hayward. He's been looking like a very young Casey Hayward. And I think it goes back to saying what John Gruden had to say about him when they signed him. He's not there to be a mentor. He's not there to just be a guy that teaches Damon Arnett how to play the game. He's a guy that's there to play. Hold that position down, and that's exactly what he's doing. And really, that's a good thing because David Arnett, every chance he gets to get into the game, he has a, a moment that doesn't look too good. He might have a moment that looks okay or not too bad, but then he'll have a moment that you think, oh, damn. Don't really want him in the game. You know, it's always something. So uh, Damon Arnett is still a work in progress. But, man, Casey Hayward, he's been doing the damn thing. So shout out to him and game ball to him. So those are the game balls that I'm handing out, three on offense and one on defense. What's on your mind? Who are you handing out a game ball to? Well, we'll get all your feedback coming up in segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about a couple great sponsors like DirecTV Stream. And Sunday, this probably happened to you. You had one device in your hand. You're watching the game. Another one, you're watching your favorite show. Another one, you're watching your favorite sports highlights. Uh, you got your neighbor's best friend's login for Netflix. I mean, you've got all these different things going on. Well, I can tell you a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together, and it's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. No more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part? No annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. I also want to tell you about Built Bar and been telling you about Built Bar for many, many moons, man. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Those are the flavors that are available right now. How about the limited time flavor? Cookie dough chunk. Only a few days left on that. They actually had, had it on Friday. It was going to be the last day. They extended it just a little bit longer. So if you want that cookie dough chunk, you need to go get it quick, fast, and in a hurry. Don't think about it. Just go do it because it will be gone before you know it. So check it out right now, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 when you go to check out. Get a great taste of protein bar. It tastes good. It's good for you. It's not one of those late-night snacks that you have where you feel terrible the next day, like, why did I have that candy bar? No, it's a protein bar, so it's good for you. Check it out today, BuiltBar.com, and use the promo code LOCK15 when you go to check out to save 15% off your order, just like that, at BuiltBar.com. Segment number three, it's up next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to hear from you. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start off with Sucker Free Raider. He's calling to talk about the game and seeing some young dudes growing before his eyes. Here he is, Sucker Free Raider. What's up, Q? This is Sucker Free Raider. Just got done watching the game. Um, I like to tell people that I'm really 15 years old. I just look 47 because I'm a Raider fan. And that's, uh, that game was 
perfect evidence of that. Um, I just went, baby, right? But uh, I, I wanted to mention uh, we're watching we're watching like uh, these guys jail in front of our eyes from from guys like uh, Casey Hayward to you know the the OGs we got on there, kind of getting back to their form that which they once were, and then watching new guys come up like Hobbs, like. I'll bet the farm. I'll, I'll bet everything I got every time he's about to make an open field tackle, and he does. So it's stuff like that, that that's beautiful to watch in front of our eyes. And, uh, man, let's just keep this rolling. All right, just win, baby. There you go. Suck a free Raider right there. Thanks for the call, my man. And, yeah, uh, the Raiders will age you. That's what they'll do. I mean, nothing's ever easy, right? <laughs> Even the game that they should have had and put away in the bag, uh, a lot easier, a lot earlier. Uh, they weren't able to do it, but they did find a way to win. So, uh, yeah, man, you're going to go through your roller coasters. You're going to go through your emotions. You're going to just – everything's going to happen uh, when it comes to the Raiders in the game. But, uh, ultimately, they get the victory, and that's all that matters. So, yeah, I, I could definitely understand you being – aged a little bit but uh yeah seeing these young dudes grow up and seeing these vets play really well as well that's a good thing you know Casey Hayward that's why I gave him that game ball man because he really in my opinion set the tone for the defense with that uh safety that he got on Jalen Waddle in the end zone I thought that was a big deal uh you know the one thing I'll say is KJ Wright didn't even see him in the game now there might have been a couple snaps that he was in there that I didn't notice but man for the most part I saw him standing on the sideline with a helmet on so uh Divine Diablo he got a lot of burn a lot of burn on Sunday. So that's kind of something to pay attention to. Maybe that's something that we'll ask John Gruden about later on today at the media session. I believe I'll be there, but I got to I gotta double check to make sure. So uh, somebody will, will make sure that we ask that question to John Gruden today. But thank you so much for that call, my man. I do appreciate you. Next up, I got a text from Hillbilly Raider. Hillbilly Raider here from West Virginia. This game showed and proved a lot. In years past, we'd find a way to lose a game like this, but now we found a way to win it. I know people wanted a blowout, and they think we could have easily won, but there are no easy gimme games in the NFL. In fact, the more close games like this just help build the team even more, and I think adds experience quicker for the young guys. Ruggs showed he could be the number one option against one of the best cornerbacks in the game, and Edwards continues to be the guy that makes big plays when it matters most. Mullen was challenged all game and came through. Hayward Jr. still has it. Perryman was the biggest steal yet, and Phylon continues to be the biggest surprise of this team. Last thing to note, how about that red zone efficiency? Came away with touchdowns. Plenty of stuff to clean up, like penalties, but this team continues to look and feel different. Here's hoping. Staying optimistic, Raider Nation. No reason not to. Just win, baby. That is from Hillbilly Raider from West Virginia. Haven't heard from him for a minute, but uh, yeah, man, you're right on all notes. <laughs> you really are. So, uh, again, I agree 100%. Uh, this team last year, if this was last year's team, they would be 1-2 and two at best right now. They would have lost both games, that Monday night football game and uh, this one on Sunday, both overtime games. They would have found a way to lose. But instead, they win the game, and I was pretty impressed uh, that they were able to find a way to do it. And you're right. There are no easy wins. I don't care what team you're playing. There's no easy wins in the NFL. So you take them how you can get them. 3-0 and is a lot better than what it could be. So uh, I know that they're sitting at the top of the AFC West with the Denver Broncos right now, and nobody wants to give the Broncos credit for winning the games that they won. But you beat the teams that are on your schedule. You beat the teams that you're supposed to win. And then the 50-50 games, you hope to win at least 50% of them. So right now they're 3-0. and The Raiders are 3-0. and At some point, you know, everything will shake out and you'll know who's who. But right now, that's what it is. Both teams sitting at the top of the AFC West. Next up is a call from Ivan Davis, a.k.a. Golden Tiger Raider. He's calling to talk about the win and what he thinks of it and what they need to do as far as finishing better. Here he is, Ivan Davis. Hello, this is Ivan Davis, uh, a.k.a. Golden Tiger Raider. That's my new name. 
So anyway, uh, called about the football game. I know it's going to sound weird, but this is a bad win. Okay, we have to learn how to finish. Although, thank goodness we have Derek Carr and we found a way to finish because last year we still we would have lost a game like this. So we have changed. But winning takes time to learn. And right now we're learning to play with success because now we become the hunted. I mean, it, the games get more serious now. Okay, San Diego went and basically whooped Kansas City. Yeah, don't let the score fool you. They dominated the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, so uh, the games get tougher, and I think uh, Denver is right after that. And then Chicago, if I, if I don't miss the schedule. But the games get exponentially tougher now, especially within the division, because now we're not going to be hidden from anybody. So, uh, I mean, good job by Miami. They had a great game plan, and they basically took Waller away, and everybody else stepped up and made plays when we absolutely had to. So, a win is a win is a win, but we got a lot of work to do. Okay, a lot of work on defense. We got to learn how to finish. Okay, and we still haven't really learned how to finish completely. Uh, so I wouldn't call this a complete game, but I would call this a, a, a good win. And, you know, I'll take it. So I'd like your opinion on that. Uh, thanks a lot. Have a good day. There he goes. That's Ivan Davis, a.k.a. Golden Tiger. Thank you for the call, but I'll tell you this. I can never, ever, ever subscribe to the bad win. I can never subscribe to that. I'll never call a win a bad win. I mean, that doesn't even sound right. Those are some, you know how you're not supposed to say like two negatives? What is that called? A double negative? Well, I guess that would be. You know you're not supposed to say that in a sentence because it doesn't really go together? Well, bad win doesn't go together either. There's no such thing as a bad win. A win is a win. A dub is a dub. I'll take a, a ugly win. You could say it's an ugly win, but it's not a bad win. There's no such thing as a bad win. There's bad losses. If the Raiders had lost on Sunday, especially after being up the way that they were up and then ended up in overtime, that would have been a bad loss. It's not a bad win. There's no such thing as a bad win. You're, you're beating yourself up too much. A bad win, that doesn't make any sense. So they got a lot of things that they need to clean up, no doubt about it. They do need to learn how to finish better. You're right. But as I've mentioned a couple times on this show already, last year's team lost this game. Last year's team would have lost this game, no doubt about it. So I'm not going to subscribe. Like I said, I'm, I'm not going to subscribe to a bad win. That's silly. Just not going to do it. I'll, I'll, you know what? If, that, if there's such thing as a bad win, then damn it, I'll take a bad win 17 times out of 17 times. So be it. So be it. John Gruden said it in the, in the media session following the game. I'm not going to ever apologize for a win. None of that even sounds right. Anyway, I don't need, need to go on a, a long rant about it, but... Uh, yeah, there's there's no such thing as a bad win, so I definitely have to disagree with you 100% on that. Got time for about one more text, maybe one more quick call. How about Redbeard Raider? He's texting in. What's up, Nation? Redbeard here. We got that dub. Real quick question. Wanted to ask Q in the Nation. Is Derek Carr still another Alex Smith? I think he's much more. Tell me how you all feel. Also want to send a thank you to everyone that reached out about my brother. Much love, Nation. Redbeard out. That is Redbeard Raider. Appreciate the text. And... Yeah, you know what? And I've said it a couple times so far this season. Derek Carr has elevated his game. He's taken it from where I thought that he kind of peaked and he couldn't really improve and get any better to really being the reason why the Raiders' offense is really clicking. I mean, he's doing a really good job, especially with a lack of a run game. Now, I know that they had a run game on Sunday with Peyton Barber, but uh, the first two games of the season, it was the Derek Carr show. And he still threw for 385 yards on Sunday. You know what I mean? So he's, he's doing some really good things. You got to give Derek Carr a lot of props. 
Really do. He took his game from where it was last year, which was a damn good season, to an even better opportunity this season. I mean, it's only a handful of games, so you can't you know say it's a better season than last year, but he's off to a great start. I gave you the nuggets earlier in the, in the show from NFL Communications that let it be known uh, you know, what kind of start he's off to. So, yeah, you got to give Derek Carr a lot of props. And obviously, he's very comfortable, and he's just out there owning the Raiders' offense right now. So, yeah, big ups to Derek Carr. Uh, got time for one more quick call. We'll take it from Raider Dot. He's calling to talk about the game and what he thinks the Raiders need to do moving forward. Here he is, Raider Dot. What's going on, kid? was Raider Dot. I'm calling after the game. Um, I'm going to be quick. It was a good game. It was a well-fought game. Um, the winner of that game, they absolutely earned it. Even if we lost, Miami earned it. Um, we have to maintain our leads and play to win instead of playing not to lose. I feel like once Gruden realizes until J.J. gets back that we won't be able to run the ball out like that, he has to just rely on Carr to just keep stacking up points and going long drives. Then we won't allow teams to get back in it because we start out on two straight drives and let the Dolphins get right back in it. Um, other than that, we played a good game. Defense gave up a couple of plays. You know, you got to take them as they come. We got to tighten things up, obviously. But other than that, it was a good game. I'm proud of the boys. We 3-0. and Holler at your boy. Thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, there's a fine line when you're running the ball, trying to use some clock. You're trying to throw the ball, keep your foot on the gas, trying to be aggressive. I mean, it's just, you know, you got you to hit the right buttons. You got to push the right buttons. You got to call the right plays. And uh, sometimes it works great. Sometimes it doesn't. But, uh, I mean, it's just it's kind of the nature of the beast. It's just kind of what you got to deal with. You got to take the good with the bad. But uh, either way you look at it, man, the Raiders found a way to win. They're 3-0 and on the season. And now they start to turn their attention to the Chargers and start to prepare for Monday Night Football in L.A. SoFi Stadium. So that's all I got for you for today's show uh, here on this Monday, September 27th, 2021. So coming up on tomorrow's show, Raider Nation, we'll have more calls and texts throughout that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. I'll have more news and notes of the day. Uh, I'll have Jim Plunkett on my show again today on Raider Nation Radio 920 talking about the victory. Darren Waller has a charity event going on tonight. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be in attendance there or not. Uh, There is media availability with Darren, so I'm trying to get there, but I can't guarantee that that's going to happen. So We'll tell you all about it on tomorrow's show, of course. Calls and texts throughout that Locked On Raider podcast, voicemail line, news and notes, and a lot more. That's what we'll do. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.